Hey everybody, how are you? How are you? How's everyone out there? Welcome to another Downright Sports episode 13 of this new season. And uh, today's episode, we're going to discuss the NCAA playoffs, college football playoffs, excuse me. Uh, we're going to take a look at the MLB lockout of 2021 and maybe beyond. And then the ultimate match, AEW fans versus WWE fans. So, hey, just understand something. And if you are unsure what time it is, well, it is showtime. But life still goes on. 
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back after a week off. Two weeks off? I think I had a week off. Welcome back, everybody, to Downright Sports Radio, the podcast, if you will, hosted by uh, Brent Reed, myself, the notorious sports critic, if you will, player one, indeed. Uh, Today's show, we're pretty much going to talk about the NCAA playoff championship. They need a new name. Let's just say it again. We're going to talk about the NCAA playoffs, the baseball lockout, and we're going to end the show with some wrestling. Uh, for those of you who've never heard the show before, as I make a ton of noise, for those of you who've never heard the show before, it is a sports show The uh, spoken to you by a sports fan, the ultimate sports fan, or the notorious sports critic. i got too many names, but basically... Um, Hey, I'm a fan of sports. I'm going to just talk to you like a fan should be talked. Like fans want to hear, you know, 900 channels of sports and everybody's an expert. No expert. Just a loud mouth. Another nickname. <laughs> uh, if you've never heard the show, we do play music in between segments unless you're watching on Facebook Live in which you don't get the music. But you can listen to the show Wednesdays, 11 o'clock in the morning. On Street Madness Radio. You can also listen at 8 o'clock at night on Thursdays at DynastyRadioNY.com. Number one source for hip-hop and R&B. And then you can always download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google, uh, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor. Anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. I feel naked. I have nothing on my wrist. No watch. No jewelry. Nothing. No bracelets. Knicks won. I thought they said the Knicks lost. I was going to lose my head. Speaking of, as I talk, Boston in L.A. in the classic game, uh, playing each other. No fanfare. There is no fanfare around this game because both teams are kind of mediocre. Yeah. Hopefully the Lakers turn around. Hmm. 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 So, tonight, if you will, I will express my deep feelings on this NCAA playoff. And I like the idea of the NCAA playoff. I think it's magnificent. I think we should have it. Should there be more than four teams? Not sure. Not sure. There's an episode, a couple episodes ago, where I revealed the new NCAA commissioner, the NCAA, not commissioner anymore, the czar. That was me. 
Well, I think the Tsar needs to return and establish some order to this playoff debacle. So the teams currently right now that are going to be in said playoff, playoff, <laughs> I actually had that sound bite, that's going to be in the playoffs, uh, I did this at night, and I'm pretty sure I spilled something on this. Um, so we have the teams as such, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Georgia. And the order in which these games will be, uh, and the rankings are, for those of you that don't know, as I scratch my eyes, too much detail on the show, but <laughs> the rankings, if I'm not mistaken, was Alabama 1, Michigan 2, Cincinnati 3, and um, Georgia 4. I don't understand it. Uh, no, it's the other way around. Bama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. Why is Georgia in this? Like, I, explain to me why are they in it? Why the three three out of the four won their conference championship? The number one team beat the number three team, beat the brakes off of them. Georgia, the team had the best defense in all the land. Oh, they're so good. Oh, hold on. Let me go to the mega. Megaphone ain't been working recently. I think, I think it's time to change the batteries in the mega. Oh no, the mega's dead. Hello, the mega's dead. No mega. Here we go. <laughs> Live radio ain't nothing like it, right? <laughs> the Georgia defense, best defense in all the land. They can beat anybody. The Georgia defense can beat Tom Brady at quarterback. Ah, uh, this is not working tonight. Damn it. <laughs> Props ain't working. This, I knew tonight was going to be a tough night. Anyway, all I heard all year is how great this Georgia team, historic. And then Alabama's team rolls in, and with their one loss, it was like, I'll show you historic. And it'd be one thing if Georgia lost by a touchdown. It'd be another thing if Georgia lost in a close one, a nail-biter. If I'm reading this correctly, Georgia lost... 41 to 24. It's damn near 20 points. 20 points. Round it up. Whatever. It's 20 points. That, to me, is not fitting of a number three. That team shouldn't be in. I've said it once. I've said it twice. Winning your conference should mean something. So, if you're going to ask me, well, Brent, who do you put in? Well, I don't know. I don't know. How about you put Notre Dame in? All right, they got one loss. The team they lost to is Cincinnati. Cincinnati's in. All right, but I don't. That argument wasn't even merit. I don't think you should put Notre Dame in either. If you're going to put somebody in, at least have a team that won their conference. At least, I mean, Oregon ruined it because they finished with three losses, so they can't get in. I mean. We can't put Louisiana in because they would get steamrolled. I guess they have no choice but to put Georgia in. But it just, 
Like, we're basically, how many opportunities does the SEC get? Like, it should be almost, you know, all right, let's just, you know, who's next up? Who's another opportunity? Who's another bet? Like, who who, who could we put in? Maybe it should have been Notre Dame, you know? Maybe it should be because unless Michigan can pull it off and maybe they will, maybe they will beat Georgia. But we're basically getting the SEC rematch game. And be honest with you, yeah, people will watch because they're going to be gambling on it, but the eyes, already people will get in Alabama fatigue. Now, no question. Bama the best school ever, period. Under Nick Saban's rule, they kick butt. Can nobody tell them differently? Like, can nobody... Tell them, you know, can nobody make an argument that Nick Saban is some poop butt that can't do the job? Because he can. He is doing the job. He's doing the job better than anyone else. Anyone else. And yet, you know, it's going to start happening. People are going to be like, well, here we go again, you know. And and a little bit, you do get a little like, oh, wow, this guy is great. But at the same time... How many different ways can you tell us, playoff committee, that you clearly have an SEC bias? Like, clearly. Like, we've given, like, if we, if we look at Georgia's schedule, they beat Notre Dame, right? Georgia beat Notre Dame 20-19. Uh, to 19. Close game. Very close game. They beat Clemson 10-3. to 3. Very close game. These must be the games where they felt they had a great defense. LeBron's got 16 points in the first quarter. Go ahead. Um... They and then you know the the great SECs they blew out Kentucky they blew out uh, Arkansas and then they got blowed out by Alabama and the rest of those teams they weren't in the conversation like to me if you're saying the SEC is head and shoulders better than everyone they then every SEC school should be in the conversation going to the championship like that's what you tell me I've said like there needs to be a better criteria if strength of schedule is going to be it. How can you use strength to schedule when some of these games is scheduled years in advance? Like, you don't know what these schools are going to be doing in two to three years, and we're going to strength the schedule. So, the first year they put this thing together, it made, you know, you had Bama, Georgia, I mean, excuse me, you had Bama, Oregon, Florida State, Ohio State. Balanced. The second year, Clemson, Bama, Michigan State, Oklahoma. Balanced. Third year, Bama, Clemson, Washington, Ohio State. Uh, the year after that, Clemson, Oklahoma, there's Georgia, Alabama. Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and now here we go again. So the common denominator is Alabama. <laughs> who pretty much just wins it every year. If we go back to uh, first winner, uh, this makes zero sense. I just want the champion. Oh, here we go. Ohio State, Bama, Bama. Bama's got three of the new style of championships on top of how many more. And they're probably going to win this year. And I have no, I, I really like the college playoff system, but I just have no love for it, like, at all. Because 
I want to see Michigan, and I would like to see Cincinnati, two different teams. But there's Cincinnati, and if I'm wrong, I will be proud to be wrong. But Cincinnati stands zero chance in beating Alabama in that first game. In fact, it's almost unfair. Like, the committee knew what they were doing when they were like, all right, feed feed Cincinnati to Bama. Like, just feed them to them. Like, we're just, we're going to prove a point to all these little schools, the little engines that could. Now, on the flip side of that, do you know how incredible it would be? Cincinnati shows up and beats Bama. I know. I know. I'm not drinking. This is not vodka in this cup. So, trust me when I tell you, I'm not having a fever dream. But could you imagine on that day, Bama... Cincinnati, everybody including the Cincinnati players' parents betting against them. Nobody's going to see them play and think they have a chance, a, a snowball's chance in hell in winning on New Year's Eve. No one, not a soul. They, the towel boy is going to show up and be like, nah, mm-mm, mm-mm, you, you don't have a chance. That Cotton Bowl game, more Bama fans are going to be there just like, oh, here's a freebie. And if Cincinnati can win, if Cincinnati can squeak out a victory over Alabama, first, can they, is there a way they can catch Nick Saban off guard? Is there a way Desmond Ryder, quarterback, just goes off, proves to the world he has what it takes to lead his boys to a victory. Doubt it. <laughs> Probably not. Don't see it happening. Alabama's going to stomp them. And I know everybody's like, well, that Bama team is so young. They're a young team. Doesn't matter. It's coached by Nick Saban. Bama's third string is better than some school's first string. You don't believe me? Schedule a scrimmage against Alabama's third string. And if, even if you win, I promise you, it will be the closest scrimmage you've ever seen in your life where you weren't coaching both sides. You don't believe me? Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it. All right. Can I see the, the bets? Do they have the? Yeah, there we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. These bets are stupid. <laughs> These bets are dumb. Where's the uh, Cincinnati Bama game? Is that game like that catastrophic? They won't even let you bet on that game. I think is that not the first game? I'm talking to myself now, but I'm really talking to the dogs when I get nervous and everybody thinks I'm just talking to myself. Yeah, they're playing Bama. I don't. I can't even bet on that game. That's how bad that is. They won't even let you bet on that game. They just like don't waste your time, don't waste your money. Like, and Vegas is pretty much like if Cincinnati, if you bet on Cincinnati, and Cincinnati wins. Good lord, whoever wins that bet, you could bet your bottom dollar that mother is calling out work the next day. I promise you that. <laughs> it's gonna call out nasty, dude. Boss, I ain't never coming back. I hated you. I hate your clothes. I hate your family. Like, I can't stand you. 
I got a few minutes. To my, I got a few more minutes I can give myself. Uh, does nobody care about the Heisman Trophy this year? Like, the winner? Like, I don't. I don't even know the hell is nominated for it. Like, I'm sure I probably should, but it is definitely a year like, eh. Like, eh. It's just no, there's no big, t- like, I think this year there's no huge stars. There's no um, Vince Youngs. There's no Reggie Bushes. I know I'm dating myself, but hell, there's no even Jamarcus Russells. There's no um, uh, Baker Mayfield. You know, there's just nobody that, like, that's, I think, in a little bit, like, college football is kind of missing that a little bit. I, I know everybody got hung up on the whole, like, um, the whole uh, players getting paid nonsense, but there isn't any, like, there's just no more, like, once-in-a-lifetime players. We don't get too many of them anymore. Is it is it too balanced now? Is it because players don't stay in the same place now with their, you know, the, the transfer portal, which is a stupid name? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like there's nobody that you can you look back like even think about the last like five ten years like is there a running back that just stands out to you that changed the game even if you look at like Saquon Barkley or even um Ezekiel Elliott or you know I mean they're like great in the NFL but you don't look back at their college career and you're like man they cut it up you know what I'm saying like a couple I guess Trevor Lawrence he was all right but I think he stayed too long uh, Bryce Young for Bama, CJ Stud for Ohio State. Uh, they're all quarterbacks. They're all quarterbacks. And then there's an edge rusher, Adrian Hutchison. There's an edge rusher for Michigan. But, oh, Pitt's got a guy, Kenny uh, Pitt, uh, quarterback. Like, they don't even not, like, they just, like the NFL MVP award. Just change the name. It's not even Heisman Trophy anymore. It's just the quarterback award. I don't know. I don't know. I Rants of a madman. I think it's kind of sad. Like, I think they need to open it up or, you know, <laughs> make the Heisman win every four years or something. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just boring. It was very boring to me this year. It, it really was. Like, I just was like, uh, even the, the the regular season, like, I knew Bama, Georgia were going to be there. Michigan shaking things up because I'm pretty sure everybody penciled in Ohio State. And then that fourth spot is always the who will be the That's what they should start promoting. Who's going to be number four? Because we can pretty much guarantee one, two, three, Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, in any way you want to rotate that, all right? Hey, Dowry Sports, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for participating. Um, feel free to be a friend of the show. Email the show at downrightsports11 at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. Follow the show at Instagram at downrightsports. Also, follow the show at TikTok. You may see me do some stupid stuff at Downright Sports. Um, when we come back in segment number two, we're going to talk about the baseball lockout of 2021 and potentially beyond. I need to clean this desk. And, um, yeah, uh, with the, I don't know what I'm playing. We'll play some Royal Blood. I had next week, uh, promoting it now, next week, Kevin Pryor, um, friend of the show, will make his guest appearance, uh, his first-time guest appearance on the show. Also, my man at 50 grand, he's going to come on. That's uh, a special, to give you an idea, it's a special NBA Christmas show. So it's going to be a lot different than um, 
We're just going to preview the NBA uh, Christmas games. I don't know why I thought it would be fun. But Hazy Haymaker, my man Antoine's going to be on the show next week to give you his picks for the Christmas games. So uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll be right back. Downway Sports. First real signs of weariness on Holyfield. First real signs.
Ric Flair. <laughs> I love playing these sound effects. Which I can't take this top off and I need to just burn my entire mouth trying to drink some tea in my show must go on but i'm on fire boy <laughs> my mouth is on fire all right the baseball lockout mm, you think i wasn't gonna touch this one uh so the history of baseball lockouts are like the history of prohibition or whatever <laughs> it's like history it is history the first lockout happened in 1972. Uh, I think they missed 86 games. Uh, the next lockout pff, was just next year. They didn't miss any games. Uh, the next lockout after that was three years later in 76. Uh, no games. 80, no games. 81, um, which canceled. According to this, it says 713 games. I find that hard to believe. Uh, the players were on strike. And 85, there was no games. In 90, there was no cancellation. And then the big one, 1994, which we're going to touch on in a second, where the first time ever the World Series wasn't played. And then um, now today, oh, this year. Uh, the differences in the past, and we're just going to jump into it. The differences in the past, I think fans understood more that players were trying not to pay their fair share to, I mean, owners were not trying to pay their fair share to players. And um, I think people sympathized more with the players then than probably today. You're, there's so much of a, well, it's not fair here, it's not fair there. But it's billionaires and millionaires. I know the phrase has been used a gazillion times, but it's billionaires and millionaires uh, complaining about money that a lot of fans don't get to see or will never see. You know what I mean? I believe it's something like teams committed to $1.7 billion to sign free agents this year and players are like, we need more. Now, the other side of that coin is if you have an opportunity to make more money, you go get that money. You know what I mean? You don't leave no money left behind on the table. But nobody wants to hear you complaining. You know, like this needs to be arbitrated or argued or discussed like without now, without involved, you know, play, fans don't care. Now, baseball is fortunate right now to do this lockout because it's not going to have any eyes on the screen because it's football season. The NBA is getting ready to start its Christmas games. College basketball is on, you know, is in, you know, going through its motions, and the college football playoffs is going. And then, even if you need some distractors, you got um, uh, the NHL, and I'm sure you can watch some of those. But if this is going on creeping into February, where then all of a sudden it starts to jeopardize spring training, baseball cannot afford to lose fans, like, period, at all. Baseball is one, like, commissioner saying the N-word whoops up from never returning again. 1994, 1995 strike, and the reason why it says 95 because the strike bled over in the 95, but the 95 season still played. That strike was the first time the fans said, what? 
Like, fans didn't come back to cheer the players. Fans came back to yell at players. Fans came back to yell at owners. Fans didn't understand what was the issue. Like, where's the problem? Where's the beef? All right? And now, and then with that strike, a lot of fans, a lot of people were already bored by becoming bored with the game. The game today, which I love, I love baseball more than any other sport, is hasn't been more unattractive on television than ever before. You're talking about a game where people complain openly that the games are too long. Oh, the baseball games are too long. We're two and four hours for a baseball game. You know, which is funny because um, I don't know if football games any short. Football games are three hours. Nobody complains. Football game, and I can tell you right now, a Jacksonville Jaguars game versus the Detroit Lions game, people will watch, but they don't, because it's like one game a week, nobody draws a fuss out of it. If the people knew, if like, if the Detroit Lions and Jacksonville Jaguars is a three-hour game, why? Like, both of them should just roll over and just call it, we'll just call this one a tie. But... You know what I mean? But it's baseball where they just keep dredging up this time thing. Baseball. Baseball's been around longer than any other sport in America, and yet now all of a sudden you want to put a time clock on it. Like, that's not how this is done because the people's attention span has changed. Like, that's not how this should be operated. Basketball's probably got the shortest. They're around two hours for a basketball game. Like, not even bad. But baseball is a game that's not designed for you to have time like it's it, it's it's more designed you know in baseball game here's the crazy part the uh uh baseball games the three hours the average baseball game is three hours like it's a football game like relax but that's the kind of the point of it people start counting the time when you're boring them when you got these stupid shifts that take away from base hits that are exciting. The 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 idea of the game is the pitcher pitches, the hitter hits, the hitter puts the ball in play, and now the defense earns his money, and the fans get excited, and they want fans want to see the ball in play. Fans don't want to see every time the guy hits the ball, it's an out. You know what I mean? Because you just pretty much just put the entire team on one side. It's not strategy. It's cheating. Strategy is. You put your players in their traditional positions. You maybe shift them to the right a little bit or shift them to the left. But if the hitter beats you, he beats you. Like, that was the idea. The other reason why the game is ridiculously too long, there are too many pitching changes. There shouldn't be 10, there shouldn't be 6 to 10 pitches used a game. Like, that should not be happening. That doesn't need to happen. We don't need to see that. That is the reasons for a lot of the length of the game. The game taking too long. Because guy goes out on the hill in the first inning, he gives him two hits, you pull him. Now we gotta wait for the guy, now you gotta wait for the bullpen to warm up. The guy who just warmed up and ran to the the mound, he now has to warm up again. Now the game is on even long. Like, it doesn't, like, the the game was played before before Billy Bean, okay? The game was played before um, the the Tampa Bay Rays and Joe Madden with his one championship thought they were reinventing the game. 
It, it was played for. Guy went on the hill. He threw. He earned his paycheck. And for the amount of money they make today, like Matt Scherzer and the others, they need to be pitching a lot longer than some damn uh, two, three innings. Like, go, you know, oh, we got to save the arm. What are you saving it for? What are you saving it for if you're not even using them for what you're paying them for? It just doesn't make sense. Like, the whole, the game itself, the what they need to be discussing today is, what direct, not how much money they need to make, what direction the game needs to go in, what they need to do differently. The game of base, and the, the biggest pet peeve I have right now, outside of baseball thinking they need to change and make themselves a TikTok, because basically that's what people are asking for. Well, baseball, you should be a TikTok for you page. People just look, huh, please hit, like, like, come on, stop it, stop it. Eventually, just start telling your fans this is how the game is played. Like, if you don't like it, suck it. Like, there are there's a base of fans out there that want to see the game. If you need any more proof, go back and watch that Field of Dreams game. That place, I mean, it only fit like fourteen hundred people, but it was sold out. People paid money to see that. I go to minor league ballpark games. It ain't like you know, ain't fifty thousand people. But there's enough people. The game of baseball people want to watch. But people want to watch baseball. They don't want to watch this mutant version of the game that nobody understands. My girlfriend watches baseball with me all the time. And she always asks me, what the heck are they doing out there? Like, why aren't they swinging? That's another reason why the game takes freaking forever. Just, um, um, strike. Hmm, strike three looking. Wow. Fabble, 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 fabble. Like... It's just, it was like a techno song. Five ball, five ball, five ball, five ball. <laughs> it was like a techno song. They they need to be discussing what direction does the game need to go in. The game had the game. They need to be discussing how can we make star. How can we make our current baseball stars mega stars? How can we put them in the stratosphere? How can we? Modernize the game. They, you know, they're embracing like having fun, but they really need to embrace it. They really need to open up and just go back to stop changing. Just look at the history of the game. Guys had fun. Bay Roof had fun. Those are the the Negro League teams of the past had fun. Willie Mays used to smack his cap off his head. Guys like Bryce Harper try to bring the fun in, and then you got some older. The game is not played that way when I played the game. We put two pairs of socks on. <laughs> I went to the plate. I shook the umpire's hand. Bully, sir. Bully, bully to you. And then I stood up there. And I took my swings. And then I struck out. And then I walked back to the dugout. And I quietly said, oh, darn it. I struck out. And then my manager looked at me and said, oh, watch that language. And I went, so, so, sorry, boss. I apologize. Like, no. Show the emotion. The game, they need to do something different than whatever the heck they're doing now because it ain't working. And I tell you what, let them, again, let it go into February in spring training. They got to the, they, <laughs> they got to March, April because if they, some fans will find an alternative. And if I'm the WNBA, I may be considering moving my season up just a few months. Instead of starting in May, maybe I'll start in April, and then the summer is mine. Because fans are going to want to watch something. 
And I can tell you what, it's a lot cheaper to go to a WNBA game and an MLS game than it is to go to a baseball game. And baseball, MLB, if you think young fans ain't going to look for an alternative, then you are, are, are strongly mistaken. You could ask the NHL when they had their strike that lasted the whole season how bad it hurt them. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez at the Lakey game. Why? Leave that one alone. Hey, this is Downright Sports. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, you will hear music. You will hear uh, ACDC's A Long Way to the Top. For the rest of you, either watching on Facebook Live or um, uh, listening on Street Madness or Dynasty Radio, uh, you will hear the news bulletin, one of my favorite segments. So, hey, stay tuned. Downright Sports. You see this guy here staring back at you? Yeah. That's your toughest opponent. Every time you get into the ring, that's who you're going against. I believe that in boxing, and I do believe that in life.
wrap up the show um thank you for listening uh next week uh next week's show will be uh the nba christmas game preview show um with a special guest and kevin Pryor, who will join the show for the very first time big uh, big uh supporter of the show always um <laughs> make kevin do a different we're on the same network and kind of met through that which is pretty cool and uh, pretty awesome, so can't wait to do that with him. Um, I wrote down a bunch of stuff, but I don't have it. Like, I'm so unprepared for today's show because I'm tired. But, um, yeah, Kevin, talk show host. Um, uh, basically, the 950 Lounge, uh, you can listen to. He's also in charge of the 950 Network and uh, uh, Nine Bridges Network, uh, where the guys got streaming going on. So, yeah, Kevin will be on the show next week. And um, he, we're just going to pick his brain for two segments. And then in the third segment, uh, Hazy Haymaker is going to get on and he's going to talk NBA, maybe talk some sneakers. Uh, where, you know, basically a very different kind of show than uh, all two fans are accustomed to. So, uh, you know, we're looking for, I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, tune in next week. Big show. Very big show. I promise you the energy will be here next week and we'll have no choice it's gonna be a bad show so um we're going to jump into the world of wrestling which i do every first of the month uh we um what's going on so i don't really talk matches and storylines i just like to touch on things i i notice and what i've really been paying attention to and what i've really taken a notice of how the differences are in AEW, uh, All Elite Wrestling, the newest company out there in the last two years, I think AEW is two years old, and then WWE, formerly WWF, for those of you who haven't probably watched it in forever, and <laughs> if you look, especially online, like wrestling fans are the, the funniest type of fans because I'm, I, like, I like wrestling, but I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not obsessed to the point where like I'm... Oh my god, the world, like, I can't believe, like, CM Punk, Jose, like, no, it's just like, oh, it's entertainment to me, because it is, because if you don't notice, spoiler, like, I hate to break your heart, but, like, it's predetermined, <laughs> it's predetermined, you know, that you know who the winner's gonna be, you know who the loser's gonna, like, they know, but it's, it's, it's stage fighting, it's choreographed, it's acting, you know, but it's, you know, they're their own stunt person, and, I just find it really so when AEW like AEW will do something, right? And then the you know and then it, let me start over. 
the WWE does a storyline. Let's say the WWE does something like have like something stupid, like somebody wrestles a broom or somebody shoots a water gun. AEW fans were like, oh, that's corny. That's that crap Vince McMahon. He doesn't know the world of wrestling. He doesn't know psychology. He doesn't understand. Before AEW came around, any like wrestling blog or um, um, or wrestling video, you couldn't find a fan that wouldn't you know justify this wrestler named Kenny Omega wrestling a broom. Kenny Omega wrestling a broom. He just shows you how good he. He's so good he can wrestle a broom. Like what? He wrestled a broom because nobody knew who the hell he was. Like I'm not trying to like be the WWE defender, but I'm just saying like the the logic some AEW people come up with is just so bad. Like they got the storyline. Some some of the like how many different storylines can AEW run where the guy is the better wrestler? Everybody thinks they're the better wrestler. Like, how many times can you? So I'm I'm better. Twenty guys just go into the ring and just says I'm better, and then the other guy says no, you're not. So let's fight. The only two guys in that company, maybe three, but really the only two guys that have something going for them that they could transcend in other places: Orange Cassidy for AEW. And um, Darby Allen, like those guys, have the ability to like. Oh, they just, and I didn't like Orange Cassidy the first time. I was, I was like, who the heck is this guy? But he is entertaining. Oh, that's that. That's that bad word. AEW fans don't like the word entertaining. <laughs> like, dude, you're not like CM Punk is really not fighting. Um, MJ, like, they're not going to be in an actual fight. Like, one is already, like, picked to win, and the other's going to pick to lose. Like, relax. And that's the other thing that kills me. So, the undefeated thing. Like, the undefeated, like, they look for so many different justifications. If they did some of that crap in the WWE, there'd be a, how can he be undefeated? He can't lose to anybody? <sighs> like, it's just... The, the way that they just, like, try to rationalize their crazy. And I, I mean, it's their thing. It's their basketball. But at least from what we understand, basketball is, you know, real. You know, granted, like, teams like the Timberwolves have never been or won a championship. But, hey, everybody needs a mid card. And everybody needs a jobber. The Minnesota Timberwolves definitely play that role fairly well. They really do. But I don't know. I just, I really look. Did I have more to this? Yeah, like, if AEW was to survive, they're going to have to embrace the entertainment side of things. They can't keep going down this, you know, we're just a wrestling company because that gets boring. It happened at WCW in the early 90s. Like, even they had to kind of start experimenting. Like, when they had Robocop come out with Sting, that just looked bad. But, like, you can't keep priding yourself on them being the workhorse company. Now, there is a place for it, and fans want it, and they want to see it, and good, good for them. But that's what, like, the, 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 the point of the Ring of Honors or the smaller companies were for. Like, if you're going to be this big company, and you're going to be on TNTBS now, going forward, and... You want to draw different people to your TV screens. Well, 
You got to entertain them. Like, they don't have any kind of segments that just make you. It's just guys come to the ring, grab the mic. I'm going to yell at you. You're going to yell at me. Like, even go back and watch the old um, championship wrestling with Ric Flair and the horse. Like, Flair would come out. He would have the belt. He would, girls, woo! Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Flair would, you know, he would, you know, he would hold the belt. You know, he would just do his thing. He would, hold on. I'm back. Hold on. If I'm going to channel Ric Flair, I'm actually hold the belt. Flair would come out, he would hold the title, and he would even put it on his shoulder. He would hold it so you could see it. He'd be like, put that camera on me. And he see my suit. He would talk about his suit, and he would, you know, uh, his watch was worth, this is a $1,000 watch that I got, and you could never, ever touch it. You could never put your hands on this. When I leave here tonight, I'm not going home in a trailer like the American Dream Dusty Rose. When I leave here, I'm going home to a three, to a five bedroom mansion, riding in the back seat of my Rolls Royce, driven by my limo driver, Woo! drinking champagne, eating caviar, with the finest women, with the best clothes, the best looking man, the best dressed man, the world champion, Woo! like. It was something. You just got a bunch of guys like, I play video games. Well, I, I play video games. <laughs> you play video games too? I, I play video Like, when I want to be entertained, I want to know that the person entertaining me is something I can't do. I don't want to feel like I can do what that guy can do. If that becomes the case, then I'll just do it. <coughs> Like, I'll just, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think, I really think, I, I think, like, Cody Rhodes, who was running the company, understood that. And all these fans are like, Tony Khan, who's the owner of the company. Tony Khan, he's such a visionary. I think in the next two, in the next year and a half, you're going to start seeing Tony Khan understand, oh, I got to draw a profit because daddy wants his return on his investment. And, um... Yeah, we're going to have to start entertaining fans. So you're going to start seeing some different things happen. We already got people talking about they leave at AEW. That was the other thing. When people want to leave WWE, they blame Vince, the, the, the smartest mother trucker in the business. When people want to leave AEW, it's mutual. Like, stop it. Like, seriously, just cut the crap. Like, <laughs> I'm done. All right, I'm done. I'm, I'm saving my energy for next week. Uh, speaking of next week, Downright Sports. Do I have a name for this? I don't think so. Downright Sports uh, Christmas uh, NBA Christmas preview game. Uh, oh, here it is. December 15th on uh, Street Madness, uh, Street Madness Radio. Airtime. Pro. Uh, guest Kevin Pryor with also. Um, uh, crap. It's been a long day. Hazy Haymaker. So our two guests next week. That show will be at 11 o'clock on Street Madness Radio. Dot Airtime. Dot Pro. And then the next uh, the next day, December 16th at 8 o'clock at night on Dynasty Radio NY. Com. Same show, <laughs> just on a different night. 
And then if you can't catch it at those times, you can download the podcast and listen to the show in its entirety. Uh, thank you all for wa- uh, listening. I don't think anybody watched tonight, but thank you all for listening. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, you can, if you listen to the show, you can get the small snippet, a faster version of it on YouTube. Um, I may get it out this week. If not, I can promise you in 2022 it will become, uh, para- you know, it will become what I'm gonna do. Like I'm gonna make sure there's a video version of it. On top of that, uh, there's something else I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do. So. I reveal that on our special New Year's show, which I cannot, I hope happens. There may be an actual live arm wrestling competition on my show. And I think it's going to be kind of fun. I really, I, I, I'm hoping it happens. I got to start putting the groundwork into place. And it's very short time to get it done. So I uh, thank you guys. Uh, be safe out there. You know, do your thing. Play your part. And I uh, will see you guys next week for the very special uh, NBA Christmas game preview show. Deuces. Back in the days of the mill strikes, when your grandfathers and your brave great grandfathers carried picket signs, it was folks from Butler who scabbed and stole those jobs, and I mean right out from under your ancestors. Butler's a bad, bad place. Chip, Chip, that's not true. Shut up, it feels true.
decrees like my deeds, the world be spinning. Niggas been sinning since the beginning. History's a trip, so I peep when I'm reading. Niggas probably grew weed in the garden of feeding. Before big bowling, sex cars and loot. It's like bitches been scantless, fighting forbidden fruit. But gangsters don't deal with that shit on the west side. And since they regulating hoes, I rose with the best side. So check it. My lifetime is ticking Coming up strong Licking and flipping chickens Need cheese and amounts of cheese I gave up sports to slang keys But blamed it on my knees Make sure I got what I need To make up your order Everything from baggage Triple beans or jugs For my water Like a snitch Like a bitch A world full of drama Drug paraphernalia Being found by my mama Trauma brings the sad song Your mama seen Just served your ass You on your way to kill a king nigga So now I stand With heat in hand For my whole life span Cause evil the land. Plus I gotta pack it with this gangbang jacket Gotta hold it, keep it loaded, devoted Since quoted, for show sure, one note Got the ups on these prices While my world keep twisting as a west side gangster Both life, nigga Gangsters make the world go West side is the best side Gangsters make the world go Hit licks for the 9-6, nigga Back 10 straight stalking and chicken honking.